You know, I always say that our experience has to be transformational. Like we want to take people from point A to point B. We have to understand where they are and where they want to get to and how our brand can help facilitate that transformation. So that's been our major goal. And I think, um, you know, and we find that you're seeing success in that because it's not, it's organic. It's not like you're pushing someone to think that they want this. Today's episode is really great. I'm super pumped to share it with you. I have Abdul, who is the founder and CEO of Adesso, which is a Canadian men's lifestyle brand that specializes in unique and functional products. I don't have a ton of men on this podcast, uh, mostly because I just know more women (laughs) than men. Um, But I was in Adesso during the holiday season and I was just picking up gifts and Um, we got into a really great conversation about social media and just the pivoting of brands due to COVID. So I knew I had to have him on the podcast and the conversation is really, really good. In this episode, Abdul shares his journey through fashion and how Adesso grew from the market's need for more options in the men's fashion space. He talks about where Adesso as a brand began and how it's evolved into a more purposeful brand with the intention of creating a safe community and platform for men to build confidence in themselves by looking and feeling good. He emphasizes why brands should use their voice to create good and give back to the community instead of just focusing on sales. He shares how Adesso is trying to break the stigma of men being vulnerable, talking about mental health and the struggles of self-confidence. He also shares the business lessons he's learned along the way, his advice for aspiring entrepreneurs and how Adesso is pivoting in the light of the new digital age that we are living in. It's a really great conversation and we hit a lot of different points, especially with building a brand that means something and is purposeful. I think it's really refreshing the way He's really self-aware of what brand they're creating and the legacy that they're leaving behind rather than just focusing on selling cool products or making like a cool t-shirt. And he's really more focused on the impact that he's bringing to his customers and to society in general. And I think a lot of people don't talk about men in that way and the struggles that men face. I think there is a societal expectation that men don't talk about their feelings that they're really tough and everything is great I guess and that's not the case and I think we're our society is evolving and people are talking more but I think there's still a long ways to go and having a brand like Adesso building that platform I think is really important and not only that but it's also really important to support local as everyone knows if you follow me And so I think it's really great to be able to share the story of a brand that is doing such great things. So let's just jump into it. You're going to love this conversation. Here is Abdul. Let's jump into it. And you want to start with just introducing yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so my name is Abdul Ahmed. I'm um, one of the founders and CEO of Adesso Man. We're a uh, calorie-based men's lifestyle brand. Uh, we've been around for about five years now. 
Uh, we specialize in men's accessories, fashion accessories, grooming, leather goods, um, apparel, gifts. Uh, our whole concept was to create a lifestyle brand for men um, that was easily accessible. Uh, was also very European inspired uh, initially, and and uh, we also wanted to to highlight um, and, and big to bring to the forefront other local and Canadian uh, brands. Um, so uh, kind of culminated into who we are today. Um, we started off just being an accessory company. Um, that's so accessible now. We're since we've expanded and gone a little bit wider. Uh, with our categories, um, you know, we're an all-encompassing lifestyle brand for men. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. Um, again, we are Calgary-based. Uh, we've got um, two locations here in Calgary, uh, Market Mall at South Center. We have an online store as well. Uh, we have other um, shops that carry us as well too. So fully omni-channel um, as, as, as well as a brand. Cool. And before we get into more of like the business side of it, when did your interest for fashion begin? Was that like a childhood thing? Did you think you're going to have a career in fashion or was it just like a hobby that luckily turned into a career? Yeah. So interesting question. Um, you know, I've been fascinated with fashion for a long time. I actually um, come from an entrepreneurial family. So my, my father's been a jeweler uh, for, for, for his entire life. And uh, it comes from a generation, uh, generations of jewelers actually. Uh, so his entire family uh, is, is jewelry manufacturing and retail. So I've been around retail for a while and obviously jewelry is, you know, so fashion. So very inspired by that. And I knew at the back of my mind that I'd be an entrepreneur at some point. Um, and fashion, I, I was just intrigued by fashion. When I first moved to Canada, uh, one of my first jobs, I was in university and I was working retail. And, and you know, so I got introduced uh, through retail to fashion and um, I just love the idea of, of self-expression and being able to to really carry yourself in a way um, that uh, was unique. And so, you know, that started a life. I mean, I feel like I've been in, in retail and fashion for like almost half my life now. So it's been almost 15 or 16 years, but I worked in retail for a very long time. So, um, you know, started off working for multiple different brands, um, from being just a sales associate uh, to management, to running stores, to doing training, um, you know, and being part of the operations as well. So retail operations really intrigued me too. And, and, uh, and being in fashion, my interest grew um, into, into wanting to do my own thing. You know, when you're working in fashion, you start to realize there's definitely, there's niches, there's, there's things people are looking for. So. Uh, lots of primary research, just 15 years of talking to people and what they're looking for and, and looking at gaps in the industry um, that kind of led me into this space where, you know what, uh, the men's market is, is quite, um, you know, neglected, especially here in Alberta. Um, and there's a lot more opportunity to really introduce some, some, some products for men that really help elevate the way men look and feel. Um, you know, again, being inspired by European fashion and, and luxury brands, uh, but also just seeing how retail has evolved over time, like finding that niche for where you want to sit in and, and, and uh, the people that you want to serve. Um, you know, that was that was really interesting for us. And we found that, you know, especially accessories, um, grooming, 
um, was definitely being underserved uh, for within the men's market here in Alberta uh, and in Canada in general. Um, so that's kind of what we set out to do was, you know, let's create a fun, accessible, uh, unique brand uh, for men that uh, really helps fill that need. And so that's kind of where we started off. And, um, you know, we started with accessories and we had, you know, we, no design background at all. Uh, just, just, you know, business mindset as to like, okay, we can get things done and we can figure out along the way and how we can, we're gonna get there. So um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey in the last four or five years and how we've evolved um, just from, even from a design perspective, our philosophy as a brand, um, uh, just the growth of our brand in general from just being an accessory company and, and realizing that, you know, uh, customers want more and they want this entire lifestyle uh, approach when it comes to a brand so that we can actually cater to most of their needs within one space. Uh, and that's the other thing that we realized, especially because we were targeting men, um, men really enjoy convenience. So rather than having to go to, you know, multiple different stores to, to do their shopping, they would prefer to have most of their needs kind of fulfilled in one space uh, and, and time is a huge factor in today's you know in, in, in today's times too because everyone's so busy right so how can we create convenience for our customers uh, as well so yeah so basically grew from from working in retail um you know my background is also in in marketing and specifically brand development strategies is is what i excel in uh and um we were able to, I was able to bring bring on my two partners, Lucas and Ayaz, um, uh, to fill um, the other needs of the business, which were operations and, and creative direction. Uh, you know, Ayaz is our creative director. Um, so all of our beautiful imagery, our collections, our designs, um, you know, he's the inspiration behind that. And then Lucas is my other business partner. He, he has a background, um, well, computer science, but now he, you know, he takes care of all of our, uh, all of our operations, supply chain, uh, sourcing, um, backend IT stuff. So, um, you know, we, we, we built this really great synergy and everybody brought a specific skill to the team and um, we were able to create a DESO um, over time now. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. And so did you start online or what was kind of the process because I know you have the two stores but was it like accessories online and then you moved into brick and mortar or how did that look yeah so it's it's really interesting because when we first started um I think it was 2016 is when we launched our brand and um obviously you know being a new company your opportunity to open up a store is is not non-existent so um especially with e-commerce growing we we thought that you know we'd start our company online but really not having experience in uh, online retail or e-commerce at all coming from a from a traditional retail environment from a brick and mortar uh, retail environment where most of my expertise uh were um you know we found that have on being online was actually quite difficult for us number one it's very competitive and to be able to differentiate yourself online uh, market yourself online is, is it's a quite unique challenge in itself and not having experience in that we did find it to be quite hard um, you know we came in being like okay we're going to take over this men's fashion accessories market and 
you know, and uh, yeah, it did not really work out for us <laughs> too well. So we we changed our strategy a little bit and, you know, we we're like, you know what, let's try to build a great um, uh, customer base foundation, specifically locally. And, and what we excel in is, is our relationship with our customers, being able to fulfill their needs, a- answer the questions that they need to um, directly to their face. And, you know, and we, so we thought, why not engage them um, um, face-to-face? And so we started doing pop-ups and markets and really introducing our brand. Um, you know, our brand, it was Adesso Accessories before and our branding, you know, when we look back now, it's like, oh my God, our branding was so bad. And, uh, but we had a good concept and I think people really liked our concept and what we were trying to do. And also we, we believe, you know, in creating genuine relationships. And so we were able to do that. So we switched our strategy over uh, to really focus on uh, doing pop-ups and markets and, and, and really engaging our potential customers um, to create more brand awareness. And once we would have a solid foundation from a customer standpoint, we would kind of leverage them to be able to grow our brand even more and then, and then move into more, um, more of an e-commerce space uh, eventually. Um, and now, you know, five years later, um, you know, we've got multiple stores and we've been really able to create a solid customer base and and, and a fan base of our brand which has helped us you know eventually grow online as as well so it has been quite of a journey it's the opposite of most what most brands do because most brands will start online and then go brick and mortar but we've you know our brick and mortar really took off um, and our face-to-face experience really drove that um, for us. So we got opportunities very early, um, just from a concept standpoint, where we had malls reaching out to us being like, hey, we love your concept. We want you to come into the, into the malls. And I think, um, you know, since brick and mortar and retail shopping centers were the consumer behavior was changing quite a bit. And so there was um, a reduction in traffic, the amount of stores that were in malls were, were starting to disappear. So I think, you know, I think it was just the climate was perfect for us to kind of enter into that. Uh, it worked out for us. We were able to create really great relationships with shopping centers and landlords um, who gave us the opportunity to really establish ourselves in their malls um, at a very low cost, which helped us being a small brand. Um, and so we, we were able to do that in Edmonton. We had multiple stores. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because Edmonton reached out to us before Calgary did, but once we, once we were in Edmonton and we'd established ourselves, then more opportunities opened up for us in Calgary. Um, and so we've got, again, stores in South Center and Market Mall. We've done pop-ups in Chinook. Uh, we've been in West Edmonton Mall as well, Southgate in, in Edmonton. Um, so we have had multiple locations and uh, that have been quite successful for us uh, over the years. So, yeah, it's been a... It's been a weird journey, but it's been great. We've learned a lot of things along the way too. Even just from a, from a category standpoint, like what to carry. You know, when we first started, we, you know, we had a limited collection of products. We wanted to keep it very small. But then as, as we started to grow, we started to realize that, okay, you know what? We can add complementary products. And, and we use our stores to really engage our customers to get feedback on what their requirements are. So I tell the guys still to this day, like, you know, the last five years has just been market research. 
for the most part, because we, we got the opportunity to actually test a lot of products and get feedback and do small collections and see what people are thinking and work on diff different functionalities for products and develop them over time. And we're continuously looking to develop them too. And then also just when we first started out, we had a really hard time trying to get into stores as well. And so, you know, we, we launched our lines um, and then we go into to, uh, to other retailers and be like, hey, carry our products, we're local and this and that. And we didn't get a really great response. And um, so that also kind of fueled us to being like, you know what, like when we do our own thing, we really want to highlight other small brands that are similar to us that are doing amazing work that have great products and give them the opportunity as well and highlight and showcase uh, them too. So we made it um, a, a big a big goal for us to, to give shelf space to other local and Canadian brands, which now kind of make up about 40 to 50% of our, of our lineup too. So, and it's continuously growing um, as well. So it's, yeah, it's been a quite the journey and we're still evolving, uh, you know, and, and looking at other categories going into 2021, looking at other brands and how we can continue to evolve the experience uh, within our, in our shop um, um, and online too. So, yeah. Right. No, that's awesome. And I do think you've done a really good job in this space. Cause even when I was in there for Christmas, like there mm -hmm. isn't a lot of stores like that and I knew mm -hmm. I had to go shopping for like my fiance and my dad and I was like they have I, I there's no way to leave this place without having something that both of them will like which is good because like it's like a one-stop shop where you just go in you get everything you need and then it, you're good to go which is awesome yeah yeah and, and that's the thing right like we've kind of established ourselves for that niche for men's products and it's funny that you say that you know you were in there looking for gifts that's 50 to almost 60% of our clientele is actually women, which is wild because when we first started out, we were very much so targeting men and trying to create a, a shop for men. But what we now are starting to realize is, you know, women are actually doing bulk of the shopping for a lot of men. And even for gift shopping, they have a hard time finding gifts. And now we've created a convenient place to come in uh, for women to shop for gifts for their men or for their um for people you know men in their life so it's it's uh it's been a really interesting um learning for us too and so now you know we're as we evolve we have to take that into consideration as a brand right um we really much so are the from the uh, we have the thinking that we it's not about what our world be or what our brand should be it's more we we it's who are we serving and what are they looking for so you know, having that flexibility and adaptability as a brand, hey, you know, at the end of the day, our mentality is to serve, you know, how can we solve problems for our, our, our market? And so our market decides what, how we evolve. And I think having that mentality, flexibility of, you know, serving your market, um, you know, creating products and experiences that fulfill real needs that our clients have um, or anticipating uh, what are uh, problems uh, that uh, that need solutions for our clients? It's kind of what our mindset is is has been for the last couple of years, and is going to be going into the future for a brand for sure. I think that's great. I don't think a lot of brands think like that, or by the time they like realize that they're supposed to be doing what their customers want, it's like almost too late. So it's really yeah. interesting and refreshing to hear that that has been your 
mindset the whole time. And I'm sure that that's how you've built such a strong customer base is because of that mentality from the beginning. Yeah, I think so. You know what? I'll be honest. It wasn't from the beginning. It was something that we learned in the last two or three years because, you know, we thought when we were going to start off, we're going to bring this European fashion, you know, very GQ type of an image uh, to an Alberta market because it didn't exist. But we, what we started to realize was our market isn't, aren't those customers that are already fashion forward and educated on fashion because those products cater to those, those customers. What we started to realize was our clientele and our audience are people that are looking to get into that market and not, um, so we had to, we had to really, you know, take a self-reflect about the products that we carry our marketing our messaging our imagery um because you know if i'm if i'm throwing an image and messaging out that looks very european high fashion to an alberta general like alberta guy that's not like that and can't see himself like that it's not going to work so we but he wants to step outside of his box but on his own pace so we wanted to and we had to really think about how are we able to 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 cater to those individuals because that was our market it wasn't those high fashion gentlemen that were going to come into our shop and that wear custom suits all the time it was those guys that were like you know what i need to change what's going on maybe i'll start off with a fun pair of socks and that's like exciting for him you know that's just changing up his wardrobe or, you know, maybe I'll look into personal care and grooming because again, a lot of guys find personal care and grooming still, you know, makes them nervous. They're too scared to jump into it. They don't have any education behind it. So, um, so we wanted to create a safe space for people to come in where we would educate them on how they could use these products to better their lives. Right. And that's what we started to realize, you know, especially with, you know, the beer trend that happened, uh, you know, this been happening for the last five or six years, um, you know, but also just shaving, skincare, uh, personal care. Guys are really starting to put effort and take care of themselves, but they don't know where to start. Um, so, so we started seeing a lot of, a lot of uh, people coming in looking for just education on how can I start these things rather than, you know, here, this is what we're going to tell you how you should look. No, we're going to educate you and we're going to help integrate these products into your current life and help you evolve, you know, and it's, it's a process. It's not, it's not like, Hey, let's put these people into a box and, um, and assume that this is what they want. So, uh, we, we, we became receptive to that over time. And I think that's kind of been one of the things that has made us successful is, is being able to take that feedback and really understand our audience and what they're looking for and how can we serve them better and help them achieve their goals and their dreams and their hopes and get them to, to where they want to get to. You know, I always say that our experience has to be transformational. Like we want to take people from point A to point B. We have to understand where they are and where they want to get to and how our brand can help facilitate that transformation. So that's been our major goal. And I think, um, you know, and we find that we're seeing success in that because it's not, it's organic. It's not like you're pushing someone to think that they want this, or it's like, no, like we're, you already want it. We're just finding out how we can integrate it into your life in a way that you're comfortable with it. 
So that's kind of been our approach uh, in the last few years um, um, with our brand. And speaking of brand, I saw on like your website and lots of your key messaging is about building a purposeful brand, which I think is mm-hmm. kind of what you've been talking about. So do you want to just dive deeper into that and what that means to you? Absolutely. Right. So when we first started out, we, you know, we, again, like I mentioned, we had our worldview of what we wanted and we thought our brand would be. Um, also, I think our brand is like a person. It evolves over time. And as we evolve as people too, our brand will evolve because we incorporate our own personal philosophies into the brand. Right. So I always say the brand is, is, a, uh, is basically a culmination of myself, Lucas and Anaz, but also uh, with, with, um, with the consideration of what our audience is, is, is looking for and what they need and how the world is changing too. So being adaptive has been key for us. And um, as things have evolved from a personal standpoint, you know, I have, we have our own philosophy on what brands should be and especially in fashion and and fashion is the fashion industry is you know it's quite unique because there's a ton of different philosophies there's luxury there's sustainability there's um you know there's manufacturing uh ethics uh that we have that are are at the forefront now there's environmental uh impacts that are at, uh, at the forefront now so it's just like we we started to really think about you know what like we have a platform we have a brand now we are able to reach multiple people we're like what kind of impact are we actually going to have on this world what's the legacy that we want to leave behind you know as people and as we started evolving it was less about hey we want to create a cool brand and sell a lot of products but it's like what's the change that we want to see and or what are the changes that our our customers want to see you know in the world in themselves and so we, we started creating this idea of, of being a lot more purposeful and intentional with what we do. So it's not just about being product focused. Obviously, we want to evolve and innovate and, and create products that really fulfill needs and, and help people get to where they need to get to in their lives. But also from a messaging standpoint, what do we want to advocate for? Um, how, do we want to, how do we want to function as a company? What's the impact that we want to have? Um, so being purposeful and intent with your brand, uh, I think is really key. And I think a lot of brands are you know, starting to think that way now too. Um, you know, I feel like we have a responsibility to not only our audience, but you know, the world in general, right? So we, we're already transitioning to this place of um, you know, using our brand uh, as a voice uh, to help people to feel more confident about themselves. We noticed that a lot of men have confidence issues, self-esteem issues, uh, mental health issues. Um, you know, we live in a society that um, creates a lot of assumptions about men as well. And so we, we, we felt that there, it wasn't being talked about enough uh, to begin with. And especially in fashion, because fashion has now become so image focused and so superficial it's created so many self-esteem and confidence issues uh, for people in general with, with the advent of social media and the fact that, you know, there's, there's this comparative mentality that we all live in and we're trying to compare ourselves to other people. And we really wanted to focus on helping people feel good about themselves. You know, look internal rather than compare yourself to anybody else, like really focus on building your own identity and being happy within your own skin 
And so fashion is such a huge part of that because it's self-expression, right? So instead of doing fashion for other people and, and for what other people think, do fashion for you, do personal care for you, you know, make it about yourself rather than other people. So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about uh, with our messaging and our purpose. Um, and that kind of expanded, you know, and we, we created, we wanted to create a space that was safe for people to express themselves, um, to have those conversations, to destigmatize mental health in men, to destigmatize, uh, you know, emotion when it comes to men, because we're, we, you know, for a long time, we live in a society where, you know, men that were emotional or expressive were, you know, made fun of or not taken seriously and uh, whatever that is uh, you know i think overall as humans we need to evolve from an emotional standpoint uh in general and if we can be a part of that movement um and be a voice in that conversation um you know i felt we felt like we would be doing something that would impact generations to come you know where whatever opportunities that we've gotten and COVID and, and a lot of 2020 really brought that to light for us too. We were already transitioning and it was 2020 really just pushed it into high gear for us. We're like, this is the moment. This is what the world's at, basically at a breaking point now. And we need to figure out where we're, which side of the, you know, we're going to be standing on when things kind of, the dust settles, right? So, um, so that became a major focus for us, even at the beginning of the year. January and it was it's crazy that you know COVID happened in March and then um, the social justice movement started right after that so I think it was timing whatever you want to call it but it really strengthened our resolve um, in, in what our message is going to be we really wanted to also create to use our platform and our voice to, to advocate uh, for things that matter that really we cared about Right. And, and to, to push messaging, create awareness around social issues outside of racial uh, issues as well, like just more awareness of, around our, our um, vulnerable community members, um, really helping elevate our community in general from, from the bottom up, from, home, from, you know, people dealing with homelessness or mental health or um, education, uh, access to education. Um, so we developed a, uh, our initiative called Adesso Listens, which uh, would speak to, to those uh, aspects. And we, again, it ties into our mission of helping build confidence in our community. Um, and we felt that we can impact that through, um, you know, um, awareness around um, mental health, physical health, uh, financial health, and um, building relationships. Um, as well as educational skill sets, which is kind of, we felt are the pillars that help people, you know, elevate themselves, uh, feel more confident about their roles in society and their purpose in life. So we started partnering with different organizations, uh, raising funds, raising awareness, uh, providing resources um, so that we could really impact our community outside of just, you know, being a passion. So that became a big movement for us as well um and also giving back just generally you know not thinking about yourself and just doing things for others um, it's not about marketing it's not about any of that just generally you know if you have the opportunity why not and it doesn't always have to be about marketing you just be you know i want to help people at the end of the day and that's that's something that all three of us 
as founders and owners truly, truly, truly believe in. Uh, and COVID, like, you know, was crazy because we're like, we don't know if we're going to have a business in like six months here because our stores are closed. Um, you know, obviously we're thinking about solutions and how we can continue to, to run our business, but we're also thinking about, you know what, what's the biggest impact that we can have? If we're going to go out, we're going to go out swinging type thing, right? And and to us, we just went into high gear about let's use whatever resources we have at this point to give back as much as we can because we don't know how long we'll be able to do that and god's blessed us with this business god's blessed us with this opportunity and you know you know if we don't give back and use this opportunity to give back then maybe we would have wasted our chance to do that because we don't know if we'll be able to do that in six months from now so so that became such a huge part of uh, what we focus on for 2020 and you know what we were blessed and with with every everything that we did we were able to get through the year we got such amazing support from our community our customers uh, everybody with our family our friends um you know that that took part in all of our initiatives that shared content that uh joined conversations that bought our products um helped us get through one of the toughest years for so many businesses who you know and i and i say you know so many businesses weren't able to make it and we're truly 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 blessed to have have gotten through that and i think because of this purpose filled approach that we had um is one of the biggest reasons why we got through this year or past year yeah totally. i mean we're still we're still going so we definitely yeah, have to <laughs> yeah have a journey ahead but yeah is going to be the difference in the future, like in 2021 or in like five years, the difference between brands that did what you did and like stepped up and really put the sales aside to help the community. And then the brands that were too focused on just like sales and selling things and taking advantage of the marketing opportunity with COVID. And so um, I think that you built a really good foundation to continue on for whatever COVID's bringing whatever the years are bringing. And I think that's really good. And, and I think you filled the white space that the market needed before with having the like mm. boutique men's store, but then you've like expanded the white space into, like you said, a platform for men to feel safe, um, to build their confidence, which like, I don't quite know if that was in the market or not, because that's obviously yeah. not me, but yeah. like, I've never heard of any other brand, especially in Alberta, really taking that initiative. And so I think that's awesome what you guys are doing in the brand that you are building with that purpose because it's not seen very often in fashion in general but i think especially with like men's fashion yeah no i appreciate that thank you so much and i think like you know we're we're really excited about it i think um you know i think it's definitely needed conversations especially for men to 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 have those conversations um, you know especially if we're going to evolve and in these times specifically um you know there's so much depression and mental health with covid and in our future and so much uncertainty and um there's a lot of pressure especially for families and you know when heads of families sometimes are men and they're they're the breadwinners you know they have a lot of stuff going on and we don't even realize and uh we don't talk about it um, because men feel like if they talk about it it's weakness and so these are just taboos and stigmas that we've created uh, for ourselves. But what I'm finding now is when I start engaging, we, we engage our customers in our store and we have these conversations with them. And it's not just about, you know, just 
having it from a social media standpoint. No, I have men coming in our store and we have deep, you know, very in-depth conversations on life and how they feel. And, you know, I think that part of, of what we do is, I mean, that's what fulfills me the most uh, personally is like, hey, you know what? We're at a point where, you know, men are finally starting to address things that we need to address um, within ourselves, because if we're going to evolve as human beings, we need to address these things. And so um, I think, I don't know if it's like the perfect storm now with COVID uh, or not, but I've seen this evolution with men being open and more emotional and talking about their problems um, and creating community around it and creating safe space around it uh, without judgment for people to be able to do that. And I think, uh, I think that's going to be something that is going to happen generally going into 2021. We're seeing the shift already in how people communicate and the things that they're talking about. Um, so yeah. So I think, you know, we're middle conversation, which is exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. And uh, speaking of COVID, how has that impacted your business since you obviously built your brand on the in-person experiences and then this happened Mm -hmm. where you had to pivot. So what has that looked like for you in the last like nine months? Yeah. So, you know what, and that's one of the biggest challenges that we had for us was like, okay, our, our, our brand was built on our relationships with our customers and in-person relationships. And that's something we've actually struggled with one biggest one of, one of our biggest challenges has been how can we translate our in-store experience online? And we've, we've had a hard time doing that. And we still haven't figured it out yet. It's still evolving. Um, but yeah, just transitioning from, from, from being this uh, just brick and mortar to really focusing on our online experience and being able to provide the same type of community feeling, uh, information, uh, conversation online through our social media through our website um through whatever platform that we we feel we could reach our our, our people became became a massive goal for us um it was tough you know we did definitely take a massive hit from a revenue standpoint um but we also are finding that you know there has been a mentality shift from a consumer standpoint, where they're a lot more comfortable engaging with brands online and purchasing online. I felt like, especially in Canada, uh, e-commerce versus the US is, is, is a small percentage of our, our of, of retail revenue, um, just in general from an industry standpoint, but now we're starting to see an upward tick uh, in that. And creating trust that was part of that too, right? So how can we create trust with our customers and have the same conversation that we're having in the store so thinking of unique ways of engaging our customers online uh, was very important to us because we did see a loss in demand and flexibility. Everybody was uncertain about their future. And, you know, we weren't, weren't really focused on like, hey, let's try to sell, 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 sell. And it was more so how can we support, you know, so we changed that conversation. And, you know, and I think because we changed our messaging and how we were approaching the issue, uh, people felt comfortable and we built trust with them. And because we built trust, then they, they transitioned to, to, to wanting to support us online. Um, you know, I, I believe in, you know, not from a strategic standpoint, but always come from a giving mentality. Your job is to serve and you give, 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 give. But, and then when you have, you know, then when you ask, then 
you know, people are more receptive to, to, to answering that call. So, so when we've been, you know, and I felt like because we've been giving and when we asked for help, people came through, which was phenomenal for us and massive trend in supporting local and small businesses. We, we really pushed that messaging for sure, because not we, it wasn't just affecting us. We have about 15 vendors that we support, right? And these are small businesses, you know, mom and pop type stuff, out of home businesses um, that are like relying on the revenue that we generate from them through our store. So it wasn't just about us. It was just like, okay, we have to help these guys too. So really highlighting that portion of it, uh, really highlighting our vendors and their stories um, and, and pushing that as much as we push ours too, we, that really helped as well. Um, and yeah, like our community is phenomenal, especially here in Alberta as Canadians too. We're just, you know, we really, I think, have to commend everybody that came out and supported um, not just our brand, but all small businesses, all, uh, you know, all of our little makers, uh, all, of, uh, all of those people that took those risks uh, to become entrepreneurs um, that were sitting there worried about what their future was going to look like. And so, you know, I have to thank everybody uh, for that. Um, and yeah, we were able to kind of shift our focus online. We were lucky enough to be, you know, in retail and we didn't get hit as hard as a lot of other industries did. So again, it's, it's blessings to be able to, you know, we, we opened our stores back up in June. And even though we're at limited capacity, at least we're open, right? We were worried about our holiday season because that's kind of where most of our revenue we generate most of our revenue about 40 percent of our business in two months and so we were you know sitting here worried like oh my god what's going to happen you know our store going to be closed or what but we also knew like hey we we we've created contingency plans when it comes to to you know making our shopping experience online as good as our in-store in so that if people do go on our you know, on our shop, we're able to provide that same type of service that we can in store, whatever that looks like from chat to our, you know, really putting an effort into our product pages online and, and providing a ton of information to our customers and answering every single question, really making clear who we are, who we're for, how are we helping uh, you uh, get to where you need to, or how do we fulfill the need, your needs. Uh, very clear messaging, um, you know, optimizing our website. And a lot of people I'm sure have done that uh, in the last six months or even so many shops that are just brick and mortar only going online, um, you know, really thinking about it from a customer standpoint. Like what is our customer looking for when they go into our website? Because we found that, you know, previously the way that our website was set up, it wasn't converting as well. And we're like, okay, maybe we don't have enough information. So like abundance of information, creating trust, you know, collecting reviews from our clients so that we can create trust on our products. Um, that was really essential to, um, so almost over communicating, you know, and I think a lot of brands are starting to do that as well. Um, and so it's, it's a constant evolution, our website is. And I think, you know, this year, what we learned from last year and what our customers are looking for, we're gonna be able to optimize our website even more and that ex online experience even more. Um, as well for our customers. But uh, also on top of that, just staying small, you know, we were lucky enough that we're not a massive company that couldn't pivot. You know, we leaned out quite a bit. So obviously 
it's tough for a lot of large companies that are committed to certain things that to lean out. But because we're smaller, we were able to lean out uh, and take advantage of, of gov the government uh, funding and help that we got. Um, that was amazing for us. Uh, but being small really created flexibility for us to, to pivot, which we did. We looked at what the current needs of the market were when things were, were really rolling around. You know, we looked into masks and, and hand sanitizer. We really, again, wanted to support local and local manufacturing. So we did everything right here in town to fulfill those needs. Um, and then also thinking about what are people really looking for when, when uh, from a product perspective, when they're home, you know, personal care, grooming became, you know, a real focus for us. So people could really invest in themselves and take care of themselves when they're at home. So they're not feeling like scrubs, you know what I mean? And a lot of that can, can really, uh, I always say what you look like on the outside is what you're feeling on the inside. <laughs> so, so really helping people feel good when they're at home, because, you know, it's hard to get, and I mean, it's easy to get depressed at sitting at home, not being able to do anything. But if I still have a routine where I get up in the morning and I, you know, shave or take a, you know, do a, have a skincare routine, then I'm like, oh yeah, look, I invest in myself. I'm gonna, I feel good. I'm ready for the day. Even if I'm home, I'm energized, you know? So really trying to think about that uh, from a feeling perspective, from a product development perspective. Um, and then our messaging and our purpose was, was at the forefront as we had discussed. Uh, and then we also really leveraged our partnerships. That was a big thing for us was like, you know, all the organizations that we work with, all our event, current vendors uh, that we work with, uh, new vendors and new partnerships that we've created for cross promotion and, and, and uh, starting conversations um, and, and staying top of mind. That was really big for us was because a lot of companies, what happened was as soon as COVID happened, they're like, okay, we're going to cut costs. Well, what are we going to cut? We're going to cut our marketing. <laughs> in our human resources. And those were the two big uh, departments that most companies will cut. But we looked at it from the office. We're like, let's ramp up our, our, our messaging. You know, let's ramp up uh, our content so that we stay top of mind. And, and that really helped us as a business get through, uh, through the times. We, like, we were on it. We were constant with our content and a ton of content. So we really put our, a lot of time into that. Um, and that helped us get through. Yeah, one, I think it'll continue to serve you. Like I think all of the, the time and the effort and the money that you put into everything that you did in 2020 is what you need and what businesses need to survive this year. Like obviously we're not out of COVID. We don't really know what's happening. At least the malls are still open, but you do need that digital experience. I think everything, we won't go back to how it was. So everything that you've done mm -hmm. and all the content that you have and everything is just helping you continue to move forward and to grow, um, which I think is amazing. And that a lot of brands didn't quite understand until maybe this year where they're like, oh, now we need a new strategy because like, we're not going back to the way it was. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole, the world's, it's shifted. It's completely different now. And it's, I don't think we're going to go back to, to what it was before. Um, so for better or for worse, and we don't know what that is going to look like. I'm, 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 I'm always optimistic. So you know, I feel things happen for a reason. We're, we're going to be in a, a much better place for future generations. Hopefully we have to go through struggle to change. And so I think that's what we're going through is struggle right now. And I think the world's really going to change and how we view ourselves and how we use the, uh, view the world around us and what we expect uh, as well from, from, from companies, from 
our government from you know all kinds of uh, all kinds of things so yeah it's 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 a really interesting place we're we're in right now so yeah totally um yeah. and talking about like just the business side not necessarily mm-hmm. like covid being a business yeah. owner is challenging at the best of times so what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned over the past five or six years and that you would pass along to people that want to start businesses because even especially during covid i think people have realized what, how they want to spend their time what they want to be doing maybe they lost their job and i think there's a lot more side hustles happening so do you want to, those are a lot of questions yeah no yeah, yeah no i mean i mean yeah yeah 100 percent. i think uh, that's an, you know it's, it's a great question because a lot i learned a lot of things you know <laughs> there's so many things the last five years uh personal evolution from a personal evolution standpoint too but you know, I, I did think of a few things that I would like to communicate. And, uh, you know, first, first things first, um, you know, start with a problem that you want to solve, right? And, and know why. Um, a lot of people will come up with ideas and like, oh, great product idea. You know what I mean? And, and go with that. But what's the actual problem that you're, you're trying to solve? What's the change that you're trying to create in this world? And this is something I learned from, uh, I don't know if you read This Is Marketing by Seth Godin, um, but if anyone, you know, if you want to learn marketing and how to approach marketing, you want to, you want to start with that book. It's phenomenal. It really sets your mindset up for uh, how to approach uh, marketing problems. Um, but yeah, it, it starts with problem solution, right? And, and also, again, that transformational piece of taking people from point A to point B, uh, helping create change and knowing what that change is and why it matters to you, right? It, you have to have a personal connection to that problem because i feel like if you do then you'll be able to solve it in in a lot more in a lot better way you'll be passionate about it and you'll be connected to it rather than just coming with the cool idea that makes you a lot of money right um so that why aspect is really really important to really search within yourself when you're looking at hey this is a problem that i want to solve but why how does it relate to me Uh, and being able to communicate that in an effective way because that's what's going to convince other people uh, or create a community around that issue or problem. You know, I always say you need you need a thousand. You know, you need to solve a problem for a thousand people because I'm sure there's more people that have that problem. And so, if you can find a problem that a thousand people have, at least you're gonna you're gonna be successful. So that's uh, that's something that I want to uh, pass on. Um, ego, let go completely. Um, you know. Everything you think you know, you don't know. And uh, your worldview does not matter. You're, it's about service. Um, so serving other people should be the mindset when you go into business because essentially that's what you're looking to do. Um, so let go of your own personal feelings, your ego. Be ready to fail because that's what's going to teach you things and that's how you learn. Um, you know, we, we live in a world where we put a lot of pressure of success. Um, you know, I don't think it's a destination. I think it's, it's a journey. And I think, you know, it sounds cliche, but um, you're going to constantly be evolving and changing and learning and failing. And I think letting go of your ego, if you can do that at a very early stage and know that not everything is going to be perfect the way that you plan in your mind, how this is going to end up, uh, you'll do yourself a huge favor. 
um, because you can get stuck in that cycle mentally and it can really push you into a dark space. And trust me, I've been there personally and it's not a fun place to be, especially when things aren't going right. So, um, so if you can work on that, that would be phenomenal. Um, really understand, like I said, really understand who you're looking to serve when I talk about service. Um, you know, we think about it from our perspective. No, like take your perspective completely out of it. Look at who you're serving and who your audience is and, and dial in really get to know them on on every level what makes them tick what's what do they like what don't they like what motivates them what's the feeling that they're chasing what their insecurities are what are they trying to really create for themselves you know dive in i i say create avatars for your audience and but very detailed uh, avatars for your audience so that you can truly understand who you're speaking to because uh, then everything else will will sprout from that everything your marketing your products um how you engage them everything will sprout from you understanding who you're who you're serving um i will also say stay focused only in a few things we we as a brand went really wide uh, very quickly and i you know we realized that you know what maybe that wasn't the best strategy um because having a focus approach and trying to solve one problem at a time um is 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 i think a lot more efficient because then you can create you can become best in class you can really really dial in on that one issue and and try to create products and services and solutions to for that problem and continue to evolve and innovate uh so really if you know we can have a focused approach to, to product or service development or problem solution I think that will really help you in the long run. Uh, and then you can, once you, you know, once you've mastered it, you can expand. Obviously, you can expand that problem because there's other things that you can solve, but, but really dialing in um, would, um, would really help you. So, um, you know, I say being best in class, like having this monopoly mindset where you want to be D1 and only in your market um, should be your focus. A lot of people go in and, and either reselling products or taking products and just changing them a little bit. And there's not much uh, differentiation in the product. You're basically competing on price and marketing then, and that's it. And I believe, and I learned this from um, Peter Thiel, uh, and he, he says, you know, if you're spending a ton of money on marketing, your product's not good enough. And so you're, you're only competing on, on, on marketing and price, which again, from a business standpoint, it reduces your profitability. And when you have a when you have a mindset of hey, I really want to grow as a company and actually impact the world, your first thought should be profitability. How can I increase my profits? Because if you have more profit, then you have more resources to innovate and to grow and scale and, and solve real problems, bigger problems in the world. So having that monopoly mindset, companies like like for example, Dyson. Um, you know, they dialed in uh, on one thing, creating a monopoly best in class product when it came to vacuums, but now look at them, they're expanding into healthcare. They've created, because they created that profitability through innovation and being best in class. And, you know, they don't have competition at all within their market. I don't think so. And so now, now they're able to do other things. Same thing. Google does the same thing. They're the number one, you know, search engine that was their goal and from there 
they evolved. Now they have so many different verticals that they're in because they were able to create profitability for themselves. But if you're in a competitive, competitive, oversaturated market, um, and you're only competing on marketing price, you have to lower your price or increase your marketing spend, your profitability goes down. So really dial in on creating proprietary uh, products um, that are best in class, as less competition as product uh, as possible, and you will get to where you need to get to. That's right. what I feel. And I think that ties in going back to what we started with, with building that brand that has a purpose and then people are investing in your brand. You build those relationships rather than someone just coming to you for cheap product, because as soon as they're a cheaper product, they'll move on to, to the next one. And it's not about your brand. Then it's just about what you're selling, which exactly. anybody, then you're competing basically with just like Amazon or someone that you can't compete with. So you might as well have a brand that people want to invest in and build that strong community to, to make it through times like this, where you need the people to really support you because you can't lower your prices and, and you need that support. Exactly. You nailed it right there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Hey, we, I wish we, these were things that I, we would have learned when we first started, but it's a process and, and <laughs> it's a process. And, you know, we learned along, along, uh, you know, along the years and yeah, I would never go back. I wouldn't change anything. Uh, how we've done our business uh, or learned uh, over the years because this kind of got us to where we are today. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but if, you know, take that advice and hopefully it works out for you. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, and yeah. I feel like we could talk forever, but I am going to cut the interview because it's already been an hour, but um, I'll have to have you back. So yeah, for sure. where can people find you, find Adesso, tell us everything. Yeah, so uh, again, if you're in the Calgary area, we're at South Center Market Mall. We've got our two locations, um, but we're online at adesoman.com. You can follow us on social media at adesoman on Instagram, Facebook, adesoman as well. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much it I mean, for, for where you can find us. We're really looking forward to 2021. We have some amazing things planned. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be launching an apparel line pretty quick here. We've been working on, uh, you know, we've got some really amazing partnerships with other local brands that we, we've got planned as well. Uh, so some co-produced products, um, but, and we're going to be evolving our experience uh, going in, uh, especially really focusing on um, the new digital trends that are, uh, are happening from a shopping perspective. Uh, we've actually partnered up with a local technology company called Novo Technologies. I don't know if you uh, might have heard of them, but they, uh, they make the eye mirror. Um, it, it's made right here in Calgary. So it's an interactive mirror that uh, we're going to be partnering with them and we're going to have those in store pretty quick here. Um, so those are some of the things that we're super excited about as well. So make sure to come check us out in store, online, reach out, any questions. Um, I'm always available too. So. Like I said, it was a great conversation and I am super appreciative that you made it to the end. I hope you learned a lot and are also going to go shop at Jessica for all the men in your life. So make sure you leave a review, subscribe, and write this podcast. Follow me on Instagram. It really means a lot that you listen and you, you support and share. So thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.